Welcome to the Dream Big Nation podcast. In this show, veteran recruiter, wealth mentor, and entrepreneur, Lisa Williams, will take you on a journey of exploration and discovery to learn what it takes to hire yourself. Are you ready to dream big and grow into the person you're meant to become? If so, you're in for a treat. And now, here is your host, Lisa Williams. Hello, friends. Welcome back to our Dream Big Nation podcast. I am so excited for our next guest today. As you know, I have just always been blessed with a fascination for people and their life stories. And my new friend, Ms. Shadow Gray, has quite the amazing story that she's going to be sharing with us today. Shadow, welcome. Hello, and thank you for having me, Lisa. Absolutely. So I had the blessing to meet Shadow through this wonderful collaboration we've done with um, Ms. Sharon Lecter on her Assets Are Sexy movement. And boy, Shadow is, I would call her definitely a serial entrepreneur. This woman has had businesses in over a hundred industries. Certainly it's definitely earned her the nickname of the business of know-it-all and and this new mismanagement thing she's got coming up, which I'm really excited to hear about. But Shadow, let's just take it back a step and give us, give our listeners just a brief look back at Shadow's life, where you started as the high school dropout that you just shared with me that you were. And, you know, maybe a first glimpse into your, your step into entrepreneurship. Well, yes, I am a high school dropout and I never did go back to school. So that's pretty much where I left it. Well, I did go back to school to teach some college courses, but when I was about 15 and a half, I walked out of my high school and I never looked back. I had IQ tested at 147 and figured There really wasn't much more that that high school could do for me. So I left and I started my first business. At 16 years old, I started a business services company where I was, uh, at that time, I was typing pleadings for some attorneys. And pleadings are those papers that have the numbers on them that you always get whenever you have a lawsuit. And, And so that's what I was doing on some old electric typewriters. So it was 1980 at the time. So it was a long time ago. And I actually still have that business to this day. So four decades later, I'm still running that same business. And that was my first step into entrepreneurship at the age of 16. Isn't that crazy? How, how did you, I mean, what were you like as a kid? Like, how did you know that you always were going to do something like this? That's a pretty young age to start a business. Goodness gracious, you know? Well, I think I came by it naturally. My mother was an entrepreneur. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. My grandfather owned a very successful construction company here in Southern California. And I would always go with my mother to his office and I would sit in his big chair while he was out in the yard helping the uh, guys with the big trucks and my mom would be doing his books. And then my mom started her first business when she was young and I was very young and I was helping her with her business as well. So I came by entrepreneurship pretty naturally. When my mom retired, I actually took over her business in the year 2000 and I still have that business to this day as well. Oh, interesting. Cause there's, I find there's so many small business owners and they are thinking about those succession plans and whether is there a generation that's even going to take that over? What 
What advice would you give to those people out there? There's so many small business owners that are in that decision-making mode right now. Well, it can be tough. Succession is a, a tough call sometimes because people are either entrepreneurs or they're not. And people are support people or they're leaders. And it takes both kinds. Absolutely. I could not run my businesses without my support people. They are absolutely invaluable, just like I couldn't have my business without my customers. And everybody has a role to play. And so when you're deciding with your business, if you're going to pass it on to someone, you have to check the um, skills and the desires of the people in your family and the people around you to see if that's going to be the right role for them. And if not, then you need to surround yourself with people or employees that may be able to take on that role for you. So mm-hmm. that's that's what I would suggest for people. How do you, you know, an observation I've made with a lot of small business owners is they really, in a lot of ways, own a job. Meaning if they're not there, you know, with the doors open, they're not earning. And I think sometimes that younger generations they look at what their parents have done in a small business and that actually doesn't appeal to them because it does sort of make them feel just like they own a job, if that makes sense. You know, what, what would, how, how would you cancel, counsel, you know, businesses around the importance of diversifying their income streams and not necessarily having all that, that income in one basket, like so many small business owners do. Well, that's, it's interesting. You mentioned Sharon Lecter and assets are sexy. Now, Sharon absolutely is the queen of this. You know, she is one of the, she's the co-author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And we all know the quadrants, you know, there's the left side and the right side. And when you own a job, you have to be there. And even though you're the business owner, you're not an entrepreneur in my eyes. When you're a business owner, your business requires you to be there and you have to work there. When you are an entrepreneur, you you can actually step back and look at other revenue sources and you can what's called vertically integrate your business. You can take, for example, let's say a restaurant. You have a small restaurant. I have clients that have restaurants and I talk to them about are there products that you can add in, say, a frozen distribution or something like that, that can be subscription-based, or that you can wholesale out, or some other stream of revenue. Can you cater? Can you do things that other people can run so that you can be able to step back and have a separate stream of revenue that does not require your presence? Or in an electronic distribution, if you're a coach, when you're a coach, a business coach, you have to physically be there in order to counsel one of your clients. But if you have electronic distribution on the internet, you don't have to be there and it's open 24 hours a day. So the two different streams of revenue, one relies on your person, one relies on your product. Yeah, absolutely. Now there, I mean, a lot of our listeners are aspiring entrepreneurs. They they have kind of those golden handcuffs of corporate America, but they are desperately looking to get into this amazing world of entrepreneurship. What would be some tactical things that you could share with them to 
start doing some things that they could put in place to set themselves up to make that leap into something new? The first thing that I tell people, because I've been a business startup expert, I've helped people start over 400 businesses in my career. The first thing I tell people is don't focus on the money that you need. Focus on the resources that you need. And the resources that you need are right here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everything that you need is inside of you or around you. Okay. The first thing that you need is the mindset. And that word is used a lot, but it's so true. You must conceive it, believe it, and it will happen. Okay. Everything you need is inside of you. Okay. You have the drive. You have the ability to create the money. You have the team around you, which is your family and your friends. If you're going to start a business, your 16-year-old can get on his bike and give out flyers. Well, 16-year-olds don't get on bikes anymore. So maybe your 13-year-old can get on his bike and give out flyers. You have your family. Look at the skills that they have. You have your friends. You have your network. Build your network. Start looking in that direction. And if you start looking at your resources as the people and the team that you have around you, the money starts looking like a smaller portion. You do need money, absolutely. But the money is not the end all and be all. You can start by building your network and the rest of it starts to come to you. Well, and I mean, we we live in the world of, you don't even necessarily have to build an in-person network. It can be a community of, of people like we've done with assets are sexy. You mentioned something actually on that, that session about you had this acronym love and you talked about labels, opinions, values, and empowerment. And I would love for you to just kind of take our listeners through that very briefly, because it was really powerful for me. Absolutely. Whenever you want To run your business, you must love yourself. The first thing you must do is labels. L is for labels. Labels happen to us every day. For example, I grew up a fat kid, okay? I was labeled fat, okay? But what I did was I flipped that switch and I called myself cute and curvy. And in my case, sexy. I'm cute, okay? So I didn't let that label stop me. I let it empower me. So anytime you have a label put on you, say you have a label old or new, maybe new is a bad label for you, but let that be fresh, fresh ideas. Okay. Flip your labels every single day. You can change your label from the morning to the afternoon. Whatever you are this morning, you do not have to be that this afternoon. So your labels are yours to change. Rewire your thoughts. Change your labels every day. O is for the opinions of other people. Don't look to other people for your opinions. Don't post your your headshots and say, which one should I use? I don't know which one to use. Get their, you know, get their opinions and, you know, take them in. But you know what's right for yourself. You know which one makes you feel good. You know which direction to go. You know which logo is right for you. Get opinions, but don't take them to heart and don't let them make decisions for you. You are the boss of you. You must make decisions in your business. 
So you decide. V is for values. And when I say values, you value yourself. Ditch the discount. Don't discount yourself. That hit me so much when you said that, Shadow, because <laughs> I that is something I have to get over so, mm-hmm. so oddly. You know, recruiters, which is my background, recruiters usually don't get paid until we provide a service. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I just, I, I actually, I literally that day when you said that, I had something on my website that I took off a discount code after you said that. So, pardon me. Sorry to interrupt, but I had to inter- interject there. <laughs> oh, I love that. And it's okay to do volume discounts. Okay. Because then that's a different story, but don't discount to raise your sales. That doesn't work. All that means is you need more people to reach the same number. That does not work. You're not trying to have to make more sales to reach the same number. You want to teach people that you are worth more. So what I suggest is instead of lowering your price, raise your value. So give them the same thing, but add something to it. So upsell without charging. The E is for empowerment. And this is the most important thing. You are already empowered. You are the business owner. You have a business. You are empowered. So empower others. Validate people. That's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Validate people. When you go out to eat, tell the server what a great job that they're doing, if they're doing a great job. Make people feel good. If you walk by somebody and they look nice, just say, you look really nice today. And just keep walking. Don't wait for validation for yourself. Just make people feel good and make people feel important mm-hmm. because there's nothing greater than that. Oh, we just live in a world that unfortunately, you know, traditional corporate, they only get recognized when they're doing something wrong. You know what I mean? Tell me, I, I'd like to touch a little deeper on that opinions, the O, because I do really think there's so many people out there that they want to make a leap into something new, but they're so overly concerned about, it, you know, this, I, I love talking about the concept of approval addiction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously we all have it, but tell me about the power that you found really getting over that approval addiction in your life, because I think you've mastered it. You've done a really good job. Mm-hmm. I absolutely have something to say about this. Okay. I started the first nightclub in the world for plus size women. I love that. People thought I was crazy and they were probably right, but it was very successful, extremely successful. But online, there were a lot of people hating. Okay. There were a lot of people making a lot of negative remarks. If I would have paid attention to that, not taking into consideration that that was a very, very small subset of the world. You got to understand if, if 200 people make negative comments to you, that's 200 of 2 million. Yeah. Okay. Don't focus on the 200. My club was getting a thousand people every weekend, 50 weeks a year, mm-hmm. 200 people didn't like it. I'm not worried about what the 200 naysayers have to say, because just like in that same restaurant that I was talking about, 
the people that have a bad time are going to the manager and they're complaining, but the people that have a good time are telling their friends. You don't hear about it. Okay. It's the same with your business and with you. They're not necessarily coming to you. They're telling everybody else what a great friend you are, what a great business you run and what a great service you provided. Mm-hmm. So just live in that, live in that and trust in that, that the good is going out. The bad is what you hear. Right. Yeah. Now you have, you've done so many different things and I'm curious for, for people that are in discernment mode about what to do, how, how do you go through that decision-making process of when to, when to start something new? How do you vet if it's a, if it's an opportunity you want to pursue, you know, what advice would you give to people around that? There definitely is a vetting process. I would say I come up with a new business idea two or three times a day. Wow. <laughs> I, want to be a, I want to be a little like, and, I don't know, flying on your, the wall of your brain. Yes. <laughs> so I throw them out, you know, like, okay, that's a little off the wall and like, no. And, but I write them all down. I just like, I have a little notebook and I write them down. So oh, that's carbon dating in case I come up with it. What's a funny one lately? What's do you have one that you can think of? <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't even think of any. Okay. So I have my book with me. So oh no, I have a lot that have to do with dogs. I'm a dog lover, so yeah. a lot of crazy dog ones. So, but the, <laughs> anyway, there there's a process you go through. The first is does it does it bring you joy? I mean, that's it's so important. Would it bring you joy if you had to do it the rest of your life? Okay. And no, businesses don't necessarily last the rest of your life, but does it bring you joy? Okay. Does it make you happy to think about it? Would you want to tell everyone that you came up with this idea? Mm -hmm. The second is, is it the right timing? Timing is so important. Like we didn't know that there was going to be a pandemic, but imagine the scenarios. Okay. Is it the right timing? The third is, are you in the right location? Because most people are starting a local business. Right. Are you in the right location? Is it the right market? Okay. And do you have the right resources and money? Can you get it? Are you surrounded by the right team? Do you Mm -hmm. have the right people around you that can support you? And the most important one is, do you have the time? Most people, when they start a business, think, oh, I'm going to be able to make my own schedule. Yes, you will. That schedule is 24 hours a day. Right. (laughs) Okay. You will ultimately be able to make your own schedule, but it's going to be years down the road because when you first start a business, you generally are working in it all the time. And in a matter of time, which could be weeks, months, or years, you'll be able to move on and let somebody else run it, but it does take time that you have to invest. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say to vet it. Okay. So let's, t- let's kind of dive into that a little bit more because there's a lot of models of business that people can pursue. You've done, you have, you've done services, you've had products, you've had 
probably, have you done direct selling? Have you done network marketing? You know, what kinds of models have you done? I've done retail stores. I've done, I have not done any network marketing. Okay. I, I am more of a, I want to touch the person kind of person. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to do support businesses and customer service type things. Mm-hmm. But yes, there are, there are different models, but you have to weigh, do you have time or do you have money? Yeah. It usually ends up like that. Like there are businesses that you can buy right now that are going to create wealth for you, but you have to put money in. Yeah. Okay. So which one do you have? And a lot of people want to start a business so that they do have something that they can build and they get the personal satisfaction of it as well as the money. Mm-hmm. So they have a legacy that they can leave. Even if it doesn't pass on to somebody in their family, it is a business that will live on. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it, it all depends on what is your driving factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think it is like? One thing I've, I've observed is that people may like in my world, people may start a business on the side, you know, they might and try something, can't leave the golden handcuffs of a corporate without something established. But I, I noticed there's a disconnect between the work ethic somehow. It's like, they are incredible working for someone else, but when it comes to actually just tactically executing on their own, on their own business, all of a sudden they fall apart. (laughs) I don't know. Why do you think that that translation doesn't come across effectively when they have their own business? I see this all the time. For two reasons. We talked about people are either entrepreneurs or they're employees. Okay. So they're either entrepreneurs or they're employees. That person may be an employee, or they may be an entrepreneur who just not have just has not learned that skill yet. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do, so they're in that inaction mode. Mm-hmm. So they want to do that. They want to work on their side gig, their side hustle, but they're not sure of the direction. They need, like they have at their job, a roadmap. So right. that's that's where somebody like me comes in where I can tell them, okay, here's your roadmap. Here's what you do. I, and I'm sure that you help your people with that as well. So we, I mean, that's what consultants do or coaches in some cases, and we help them with that. And when they have that, sometimes that ethic that they have at their job translates to their business as well. And then they become entrepreneurs sometimes. Yeah. Well, don't you, I mean, we've heard this how many hundreds of times it really is not a skill set issue. It's a mind mindset issue in so many ways. Let's talk about the, the power of association, because I think you're brilliant at collaborations with others and that really can exponentially increase your level of success. And it doesn't necessarily have to be years down the road, right? It can be a lot quicker depending on who your collaborators are. Tell us about how you create, you know, relationships and what could someone new to this world, you know, take, take on as like some action items for themselves. Collaborations are 
so important. Associating with the people that are in the place that you want to be or who have been down the road that you want to take are everything. Getting a mentor changed everything for me. I'm a business mentor and I believe that I've changed things for people. Yeah. I know that I've changed things for clients in the past. Sharon Lecter is my mentor and she hands down has made me a much better person, mm-hmm. a much better business person. When you work with somebody, if you get in a, a collaboration with somebody who is closer to your level, you must go into it not being greedy and not being selfish. You must go into it wanting to help the other person. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds counterintuitive because you want to help yourself. Right. But I promise you and guarantee you that if you go into it wanting to help the other person, you will gain everything that you need. Mm-hmm. Unless you're with a, the wrong person, obviously. But most most people go into it that way and then they cross work that way. So the other person comes into it that way. And that's part of the networking that we talked about earlier as well. So get a mentor. Surround yourself with people that are in the place that you want to go or have gone down the road that you want to travel. And then don't be selfish, be giving, be generous, and you'll get what you need from the relationships and collaborations that you need, that you make. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think some of it is, my experience has been that because I came to this world of entrepreneurship relatively later in my life. I find the people that I love and know think I'm crazy and <laughs> they can't, I like that. I can't, they can't relate to me right now. So talk to people about that. Cause I think that's a really important part of what sometimes holds people back because their loved ones are not necessarily understanding what they're doing. So that power of an importance of maybe changing your centers of, of influence because those the people that you know and love may not be serving you potentially in your next you know your new ende- endeavor. What's your opinion about that? I, I absolutely agree with you. Like I was talking to you about the opinions online, I feel the same way about the opinions of your family and friends. I say with all love and respect, they're not telling you the truth. Right, right. Okay. They're not lying to you. They're telling you what they think you need to hear, what you want to hear, or what they feel is best for you. None of which are the truth. Okay. And I, I mean, no disrespect. You need to be with, with people who are completely unbiased. You need to be with people who are at the same level with you or above you in the business and industry that you want to be with or who are also entrepreneurs or business owners and your family, that's just not appropriate. Even if like I didn't do business with my mother, because she's my mother, even though I highly respected her as a businesswoman. Right. And so, you know, it's just, I absolutely agree with you. You need to have a different circle. Well, and I think you, you hit it on the head is, is, you know, 
people go to university, although I know you did, that wasn't, you had the University of Hard Knocks and (laughs) which I think honestly is way more valuable in my opinion, but don't get me started on that. I'm curious though, I feel like people that, you know, did go that path, they, it's like the degree is something they obtain. And then it's like, so many people think, well, that's it. I'm done learning instead of what I, what I truly believe this life is meant to be is that we are meant to continue to be next iterations of ourselves. And you've done such a brilliant job of that in your life. Holy cow. You've had so many iterations. You talk about having like this angel and this devil on your shoulder. And I'm curious, you know, when you have these ideas running through your head, you know, how often does the, the angel (laughs) versus, versus the devil. And, you know, when you're actually starting something new, I mean, how long does that take to actually say from, okay, idea to fruition, um, we're going to do this. I'm curious about, that was like 42 questions in one question, but. (laughs) I understood what you were asking though. You would be really surprised at my answer. What do you think my answer is? I think you are like, like idea, execute, go. Like much, that's right. I'm kind of thinking there's a lot of fail forward stories in Shadows shadows World. I, I pretty much, like Sharon, Sharon is funny. When we do our mentoring calls, she'll tell me, okay, Shadow, uh, here's my feedback. And I think this needs to change. And I'll say, okay, I think that needs to change too. By the time we're off the call, the change has already been made. Right. And she said, you are the only one of my clients who doesn't have to think about it. And I'm like, I did think about it. I just, I just didn't take long (laughs) about it. And I made my decision and we're making the change. And that's, pretty much how my thought process works because I'm not afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to make mistakes, but I don't, I don't just do it willy nilly. I, I have gone through so many things, good and bad. I've made failures and you know, I just said, okay, that didn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I learned from that. You either win or you learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that's just the way life works. And when you're an entrepreneur, it works that way all the time. And that's why I now own four businesses and have you know 20 employees, and I support them all. And that's what I do. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And yeah. you know that's why I'm starting mismanagement and my new projects and. Let's talk about what you're excited about right now. Share with our listeners about, you know, a thumbnail sketch about mismanagement and what you're doing with Manny Lopez. I think that's so exciting. Well, mismanagement is my new video podcast show. That's going to be a little bit Howard Stern and a little bit shadow gray and a little bit uh, sassy business advice show. It's, it's about business management and operations. It's going to be a call in type show where people can try and stump me with business management and operation questions. And I'll be giving business advice and answering their questions. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be in my kind of sassy, humorous attitude. And um, it's going to be starting just into the first of the year. 
And that's going to be really exciting. And the second project is that it's going to be happening at the new event and uh, soundstage that we're building, Manny Lopez and I, in the Lake Elsinore outlets. It's a 3,000 square foot space that we're going to be completing just after the first of the year as well. Oh, that's exciting. I love it. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. My friend, you and I are out of time. We could, I think we could continue talking for a long time. But tell us, you know, what, how would our, how would our listeners find you? What, what would be some calls to action that you'd like to give them to seek your advice or help or maybe collaboration? Well, I love to hear from everyone. I would love to collaborate with anyone and talk to everybody. I'm also looking for people to do partnerships with on my business services company, which is bolster.biz. The easiest way to reach me is look for my name, the way it's spelled on the screen on any platform. So Facebook.com is Shadow Gray. LinkedIn is Shadow Gray. Yeah. And if you're listening, it's S-H-A-D-O-E. <laughs> S-H-A-D-O-E-G-R-A-Y. And my email is shadowgray at gmail.com. Wonderful. Well, I am so, so grateful for your time. Shadow, thank you so much. And to my Dream Big Nation audience, I'm just so blessed to be part of your day. These stories are helping me grow in my life, and I hope they're doing the same to you. Uh, Bless you all in this amazing life journey. We'll see you soon. Hey, Dream Big Nation community. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn more about working with Lisa and her team directly, go to lisawilliamsco.com and learn how to hire yourself.